What up, what up, fight fans? Welcome back to episode 345 of the Boxing Rant Podcast. I'm Kenny Keith, and I'm joined in studio for the first time in over a year by Vince Cummings. What up, Vin? What's going on, brother? You know, there ain't a a whole lot to talk about this week, but I'm just going to let everybody know out there, be prepared for the ultimate slurp session. Because the legend's about to get a about to get a slobbering from these two. <laughs> oh, that's why I flew halfway back around the country. You know, this is going to take two of us. <laughs> oh man! Well, we appreciate all of you tuning in to episode three hundred forty-five of the Boxing Ramp Podcast. Uh, it's the post-fight of Roman Chocolatito Gonzalez versus Julio Cesar Martinez. Jose Ramirez returned to action. And this fucking Tyson Fury, Dillian White thing is, I, I think it's pretty much going to plan. I mean, it, it, the, the, the two most unreliable clowns in boxing are doing what clowns do. Is this uh, 600 pounds of combined man that we're going to see in the ring, Ken? Maybe 700. Fury, Fury says he's coming in fatter than ever. And it's the last ride, Ken. Yeah, the last ride. Maybe get rid of uh, some of that muffin sludge on the last ride. (laughs) So Tyson Fury versus Dillian White. Uh, We'll talk about all the bullshit surrounding that. But again, welcome back to the Boxing Rant. In studio again, um, back to the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. This is our makeshift studio for now, an empty white room. Uh, We'll apply some graphics and Mm. some doodads and some gizmos and uh, a few whirly gigs along the way. We're going to need something. Yeah, we'll upgrade it. Uh, Any of you have any great design ideas for our studio and would like to to finance it with um, zero payments in return? Uh, feel free to send us your, uh, you know, your portfolio. Ship us that memorabilia, you know, the, <laughs> the shit that you got in your house up. We'll take it here. We'll we'll display it for you live on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> live, yeah. <laughs> oh, there's nothing live about this show. <laughs> oh man! All right, so episode 345. We appreciate you subscribing to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. The uh, ratings and reviews are coming in, and we really appreciate that. Helps keep us at the top of the uh, podcast game. Well, at least in the little shitty universe of boxing, <laughs> right? We picked the right one, Ken. Yes, absolutely. Nobody notices. <laughs> Who? No. Whatever. Those guys? Mm, that doesn't sound real. No. No, definitely fake, for sure. Um, but yeah, all the ratings and reviews are great. We appreciate it. Uh, like Vin said, the video version on the Boxing Rant YouTube channel. Subscribe there as well. Drop by patreon.com backslash boxing rant. Uh, we appreciate you supporting the show. Uh, gives us all this fan- fancy stuff, like this color paint. We wouldn't have been able to. <laughs> we wouldn't have been able to afford this particular color if it wasn't for your donations. That's a, that's a semi gloss, there, man. It's <laughs> just expensive. <laughs> that's that eggshell, young. Know? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, um, yeah. So we appreciate all of your donations. Patreon.com backslash Boxing Rant. Follow us on Twitter at Vince Cummings eighty one and at Kenny Keith Jr. All right, Vin, San Diego, last night on zone. It was the return of the king, Roman Chocolatito Gonzalez, squared off against late replacement. I mean, dude, a fucking rabid dog of a fucking fighter in there. Julio Cesar Martinez uh, squaring off in the super flyweight division. Puts the Juan Francisco Estrada equation on hold due to COVID. Ah, yes. Nothing worse and nothing more devastating to the life of, or or the lives of, peaking high level world elite athletes. COVID's a nightmare for those people. They are considered high risk, and I applaud 
El Gallito for taking the necessary steps to yeah. protect us all. Yes, precautionary measures, uh, indeed. <laughs> yeah, after that performance that Chocolatito put on last night, then yeah. um, he 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 took the right steps to protect himself because that was a display of fucking precision punching, uh, the execution of offensive defense, and of course, I mean the attacking style of the king himself, then. Chocolate Tito inspires the fucking romantic in every boxing oh, fan. I oh. mean, watching him is the ultimate pleasure in this sport. And every time I see him in action, I'm just reminded how truly all time great this guy is. Yeah, and and you know, I don't. There, there's so many different fucking ways that you can like expound upon this guy's greatness, and like just the way that this guy can, can transition. From defense to offense. Oh, sick. So seamlessly. And just parry punches and roll with punch. I, when he walked out of that ring last night, there was hardly any damage. And it looked like Martinez had success in spots and landed some punches. But I'm telling you, if you pay attention closely, very rarely last night was a solid, clean punch landed on Chocolatito. And his precision and his accuracy punching between Martinez's guard, finding holes, and just, it's so, it's sickening, dude. It's literally, you're watching it. There's nobody, I mean, you you put him with the great fighters of the, you know, the recent generation of boxing, which is Mayweather and Pacquiao. That's, That's the top of the list, right? He is firmly placed in a sandwich between those two. I don't even care if you put him above Floyd Mayweather, from a skill perspective. I know Floyd's undefeated. I know he was a great defensive fighter as well. All of that stuff. But what we saw last night from an entertainment perspective, watching a boxer do what they can fucking, like, how can it be done any better than that? Can't. Literally. I mean, that's not, I, I know that sounds ridiculous, but give me a fucking break, man. The level of offensive and defensive boxing and the way he transitions from one to the other. I've never seen it before in any fighter I've ever fucking watched, period. And last night, cemented it. We ain't, we, we're going to do a pound-for-pound pound list at some point. Folks, this motherfucker's going to be in the top three, four. Uh, depending on what happens in some other fights, who fucking knows? The the guy is an absolute fucking legend, man. Just a legend. Yeah, uh, I would say Alexander Usyk's a little tied up right now. Yeah, and uh, you know, and and Lomachenko as well. But yeah, I think there's no doubt the king returns to the top five of the pound for pound countdown. Absolutely, his ability to find the opening all night long. I mean, he came out. It literally only took him one round. The first round, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Uh, the only round that Martinez won. Yes. Those look the crowd, Canelo, the judges, uh, you know the referee, everything there. It felt like Chocolatito was the visiting fighter, right? It did. Yeah. So, and the, I think the scorecards reflected that home field advantage. They did. Okay, and uh, it was much wider in my opinion. But that first round, he took the time to just even just to get touched a little bit, you know, to see what it would feel like coming from this kid. The biggest fault of Julio Cesar Martinez, besides his just sheer recklessness, is that he never sits down on anything. Mm-mm. It's pure winging fucking arm punches, right? Um, and and so Chocolatito felt it. And looking 
as good as Chocolatito did last night physically, right? He, he His body looked throwback to 10 years ago. If it not for what you, you know, talked about in the preview show, the little bit of, of you know, decline in power for yeah. from Chocolatito, that fight would have been over uh, well before Julio Cesar Martinez was caught on camera vomiting into the vomiting blood into the spit bucket. I mean, it was a fucking beatdown. Yeah, and you I don't know if you remember, but it was the I think it was a yeah, it was a sixth round where he had him hurt really mm-hmm. bad. And I did notice that when he had him hurt, Gonzalez stepped on the gas and he was putting more on his punches yeah. than he was initially. I, I kind of think and I, I don't want this to come off as like I'm I'm saying that was a easy that was easy work for him, but I, I, I there's a certain aspect of me that thinks Martinez was tailor made for the type of fighter that Gonzalez is. He didn't even have to really come out of fucking first or second gear in that fight. He just took what was given to him. The the openings there, you're gonna give me that. I'm gonna take it all night. I'm not taking any unnecessary chances. If I catch you with two or three clean and you get hurt, then I'll turn it up. And he did in the sixth round. So I think that pop is still, it's it, it exists. He's just got to use it in spots now. But Martinez, man, he's not a bad fighter, all right? He's going to give a, a lot of fighters trouble just based on his buzzsaw style. But you saw that buzzsaw style was tamed to a certain extent. He, he would kind of break it out in spots and throw some, ah, just... The type of punches that he throws with his arms down, off balance, it's you're you're talking about a guy that <laughs> in Chocolatito that's like, please, you're offer. I mean, that's like serving him the fucking prime rib at the greatest steakhouse in the world. He's just gonna slice that fucking thing up, yeah. and he's gonna he's gonna fucking crush it. It was just it was easy for him last night. I'm also not gonna say you know now that it was easy. That it wasn't great. It, everything about it was great, whether it was easy or not. He makes it look easy. To a person like me, it looks easy. So I'm watching it. I'm going, this guy's so fucking great. But he, in, in the back of your mind, you got to remember, hey, is Martinez making him look better than he could? But look, man, I, all that bullshit aside, all of that nonsense, that was honestly one of the most satisfying performances I've watched in a couple years. Yeah. And it just made made me think watching that last night that Estrada is sitting back. And I, I think he wanted Gonzalez in a fight to maybe take a little more out of the tank before they fought again. There wasn't much taken out of the tank last night. <laughs> Nothing. And if if Estrada's going to fuck around with this fight and, and not come in, you know, want this fight right away later this year, yeah, I, I think we know what's going on here. I think Juan Francisco Estrada does not want to lose a third I know he won the last one yeah he does not want to lose a third fight to Chocolatito I think Estrada was really hoping to see like a an acceleration of the aging of Chocolatito in there Um, if anything he's like whoa fuck man I mean this was literally a tune-up fight in a sense because he went in there and was able to like you said he wasn't greedy at all Mm -mm. like there was no there was no greed anytime a hole opened up he hit it he hit it precisely I mean at one point in the fight I think they showed the punch stats, like the eighth or ninth round, uh, he was landing his power punches at a 48% clip. Landed him at a 50% clip for the fight. For the fight. I mean, she, he like, improved. Sorry, I didn't mean to slight you there, Chocolatito. 37% overall, like 1,069 or 59 punches overall. And and we're saying, like, he, he just took what was given to him. Yeah. And still did that. Yeah, yeah. And, and But that's just it. 
We said it in the preview. Julio Cesar Martinez gives it to a guy. Yes. I mean, he provides everything on a plate. There were times I, I, I remember commenting during the fight. I'm like, would his fucking trainer shut the fuck up with the keep your hands up shit? <laughs> You're telling a guy that, that cannot keep his fucking... He, that can, he has like the... The focus of a gnat in there, yeah. right? And you're telling this guy to keep his fucking hands up. So he keeps them up. And as soon as he throws his combo, he drops them, yeah. right? And he's backing up like Amir Khan with his chin just right there. And it's it's just easy for a guy like Chocolatito. You, we also made commentary during the fight last night of, I mean, does anybody land these two front knuckles on the target more precisely mm -mm. than Chocolatito? No. No, it's it's unreal. And he never falls off balance. If anything, he just kind of bounces back and he's like bullying. And you know, he's just like right back spry on his feet. Um when he's parrying, when he's moving his upper body and his torso, it's so subtle to him. Yeah, dude, it's his, his like the counterbalance between his legs and his upper body is insane. It's I look, man. I don't want to sound fucking ridiculous, but this is legitimately in my opinion and I, we've seen better. I think I saw the peak of Chocolatito live against Brian Valoria. Mm -hmm. Unbelievable performance. Uh, watching that last night was just like I'm sitting there going, "This mother is this motherfucker the baddest boxer to ever live?" Like honestly, I don't think that's that ridiculous of a statement. I, I really don't. He has more wins than Floyd Mayweather. He has more knockouts than Floyd Mayweather. See, here's the thing about Chocolatito, right? In the weight classes that he has been the king of, 112 pounds um, for the longest stretch of time, 115 pounds, obviously, you know, more recently, um, Chocolatito has a fucking 80% knockout percentage. Yeah. I mean, this dude, he brings the thunder. He applies the pressure. He... It is, it is pressure bust pipes, and eventually they always bust. It's just that Julio Cesar Martinez uh, was, able to, <laughs> was able to stay on his feet while he busted. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, towards the end, look, the prediction for the fight was a fucking, pretty much exactly what happened. A systemic uh, fucking dissection of a guy that is too flat-footed and too rudimentary to compete at the level, even if it was a diminished Chocolatito. But like you said, I come away from the fight going, is this fucker getting better? <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> is, Martinez plays a little part in that. Absolutely. Every great performance, an opponent has to be, yeah. uh, there has to be a submission on some level, right? Mm -hmm. um, but Martinez brought in just a kind of, it's like, hold on, bro. Like, come into the party with your clothes on, and we'll slowly take them off. Don't run in butt naked. Yeah, don't be swinging that thing. Don't be <laughs> helicopter d in here. Don't be coming through the door swinging. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, dude, there's nothing better um, than seeing Chocolatito do his craft. There's no doubt. No, I think when you're talking about all-time greats, um, I think it's very safe to say at this point, you're talking about one of the top 25 fighters of all time. Easy. Uh, um, you're talking about arguably the greatest fighter under, under 115 pounds of all time. I think, yeah, that's for sure. You know, yeah. and, and so, you know, when you're talking about a, a long list of highly skilled fighters, and then you compound that with elite level power. Right. And and even at this age, going against a tough as nails motherfucker and in, in Julio Cesar Martinez, he goes in there and applies 
um, a beatdown. And, and, and precision comes with that. It's not just like, see, people talk about Gennady Golovkin's power. It's more concussive than anything. And the reason it's so fucking concussive is because he's so fucking accurate with the power. Exactly. If the power, Canelo, Canelo has become a knockout artist because of his precision with the power. Mm-hmm. Sergey Kovalev was a the most devastating man in boxing from 2013 to 2016. No batter man on the fucking planet. Mm-hmm. But it was precision. His power was precise, right? And that's what separates. You can go in there and fucking Hail Mary be tough as nails, but then you're really just Brandon Rios and Mike Alvarado at the end of the day, aren't you? Yeah, look, the greatest knockout punchers ever put the punch in the right spot. I mean, you can punch hard as fuck. You landed in the wrong spot. You ain't going to knock anybody out. No, no, you you fucking keep hitting me on the shoulder, bro. You might break your hand. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um all right, man. So the king is back and uh, looking forward. I, I I really do. Let's just get it done because um, I would really love to entertain you know the possibility this year of being able to choose between what is the last fight or the fight I should say the fight of 2022 that I would like to go to. It is either Chocolatito Estrada three or Golovkin Canelo three. Those are the two fights I want to go to one of them. I might have to go to both. I'm gonna be honest, because t- t- making a making a decision there is ridiculous. How about we put it both on the same card? Uh-huh. You can charge 150 for that pay per view. It don't fucking matter. Dazone, do whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. Charge 200. Right. <laughs> Every boxing fan be buying that shit. Yeah, yeah. For real. Plenty of money to go around. Um, okay, so we'll uh, to be continued uh, at 115 pounds, but that's back to back weekends where the super flyweight division um, delivers fucking substance. Yeah. You know. Yep. All right, let's get to the uh, the other post-fight. Jose Ramirez returns to the ring against, I guess I'm wrong. Look, I'm here to fucking to apologize to the Jose Pedraza diehards out there. <laughs> you know? who, are, who are those guys again? Uh, the guys. The, the snipers. The guys that bought the, you know, uh, the pink gear from uh, from Wildcard when Cotto was there. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, those guys need somebody to cheer for. Um, and what better guy than Jose Pedraza? But no, seriously. He looks better at 140 pounds. You know, Jose Ramirez is just a little bit better overall athlete. Um, you know, I think that there is the the home cooking element gives him a little boost. He looked fucking rusty. And if Jose Ramirez is going to go out and struggle with Jose Pedraza, which I you know, I pretty much equated Pedraza to fucking roast beef curtains. <laughs> you know, as a fighter, I did. I, yeah. I, I said he gets tossed around on spring break. Yeah. You know? I, I, I mean, look... To me, Pedraza's always been a good enough fighter to, yeah. to be in with the best in the division and belt holders and all that. He always equates or quits himself well in the ring. He did that last night, but look, or Friday night, but look, I think we've seen the best days of Jose Ramirez. I I, I honestly do. Um, but at 140 pounds right now, all the guys that are there, to me, it makes perfect sense. You go right into Jose Ramirez, Jack Catterall for at least one of those belts. I don't know where Ramirez ranks on the IBF rankings right now. But the best part about it is Ramirez is still is still a viable uh, a fighter at 140. You got Catterall, you got Matias, you got uh, young Gary Antoine Russell. There's there's an, uh, an all Newgery. 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 Twan. <laughs> Twan. <laughs> Newgery. I mean, look, we're we're about to toss all those belts up in the air. Because Josh Taylor's clearly done. 
Um, yeah, let's let's see who's the best here. I I just I'm done at 140. Not done with boxing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not done with boxing. Done at 140. I, I, at, at 140 with all the belts up in the air and Jose Ramirez in the mix. I gotta say, I don't really see him coming out with any of them belts, man. I really don't. If all of these guys were to get a ch- to get their equal opportunities at these belts, I'm sure Ramirez has a you know is, has an inside track to getting his belts back with with top rank at Bob. But I, it, it, he'll get a shot at the WBO at least. Oh, absolutely. You know he's going to get that, yeah. and and he'll probably win it back. But I I just if all's equal and everybody's there, I don't think he's better than any of those guys that I named. No, no, it's hard to make that argument, and it's hard to really fucking, like, with a lot of these guys, Vin, it's just hard to make an assessment when you see them once every nine months. Yeah. And it's like nine months is like, wow, man, that motherfucker turned around and fought fast. Look, nine months, that's it. Wow, quick turnaround. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I think people are starting to acknowledge that to be the norm, and that is highly problematic for a guy like Jose Ramirez. It's highly problematic (laughs) for the fucking sport. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, yeah, so to be continued, I think what you're going to see over the next year, the next uh, 12 months, is you're going to see a lot of people moving and shaking uh, between 140 and 147 pounds. There's mm-hmm. going to be a lot of movement. And even guys at 147 pounds that might move up to 154, you could see <laughs> all these fucking guys that have been moonlighting and cash-grabbing money in the welterweight division for the PBC. They're going to do the same thing in a senior citizen tour <laughs> at 154 pounds. You watch. It's going to become the senior <laughs> hey, citizen division. Hey, I, yeah, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not doubting that for a second. We're going to get fucking... Crawford Spence four years from now at 154 pounds. Crawford's already saying, look, I'll fight the winner of Charlo Castano. Yes, I, I, I would love that. And, and I'm all for it, man. If he can't get a, if he can't get a fight and nobody wants to fight him at 147 and the PBC wants no parts of him, do it, man. I, I don't like I don't know how it works, but you, you got you can't continue to sit around and wait for Errol Spence. No. Just make a move. No. Well, there's going to be a lot of moves um, uh, around these weight classes. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. All right, let's get to the big boys, or in this case, the very jiggly guys. Um, Tyson Fury versus Dillian White. I mean, they're telling me it's scheduled for April 23rd. I now, after the shenanigans of this fucking, of this press conference where Dillian White was missing in action, didn't show up to the press conference for the biggest payday of his fucking career and the biggest fight of his fucking career. He didn't even, he didn't even show up. He didn't even show up. I mean, Tyson Fury looks like he's back to 300 pounds. Like, is this really happening? I think he looked skinnier up top, but the but the muffins looked extra sludgy. Extra, yeah, they did extra Crisco. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't look. I know, I know. You, these you, you hate these two guys. This, just looking at this billing, just it fucking it. I just become irate because I just I don't eat both of these guys. I can't stand as fighters. All right, I just I don't know what it is about Tyson Fury. Used to love the guy. I, I, at some point, something clicked in my brain, and it's just I can't. The th- just the thought of him, I'm just like, all right, fucking enough of this guy. Yeah. The guy's literally, Ken, and I know he's doing it just to sell the fucking fight, but this is the last ride of Tyson Fury, Ken. Mm-hmm. He's going to walk off into the sunset as the best heavyweight of this era with two title, two whole title defenses, one against the guy that he beat to get the belt and another against the guy that ain't worth a shit. But, my, I mean, look, Dillian White, He's not. He's not not worth a shit. He's a seven eight ranked 
heavyweight fighter and has been. I don't give a fuck what anybody says yeah. for the long. I know he beat Joseph Parker, and I yeah, like he's he got, beat Ward Chisora. That means dick. <laughs> that means nothing. <laughs> And there was a point in time where people are like trying to rate this guy number three in the world at heavyweight. He's he's awful, then. He really is. He gasses after six rounds. Tyson Fury is going to stop Dillian White somewhere between the seventh and tenth round. Mm-hmm. Take that to the fucking bank. I'm a little early. Put it in now. Do whatever you want. It's a fucking lock. The guy's going to be sucking fucking wind, and a 285-pound, six-foot-nine guy is going to be leaning on him, and he's going to land a fucking hook, and Dillian White's going to crumble to the ground, and his fat ass ain't going to be able to get up. Nope. He won't. Nope. He just won't have the wind, and he won't be able to do it. This fight, to me, is – it's pointless. <laughs> it really is. There's, there's no way Tyson Fury is losing this fight. Absolutely zero chance. No. Does Dillian White hit harder than uh, Deontay Wilder? Absolutely not. Because I've seen Tyson Fury literally be devastated. I mean, that fight that dropped him in, in that last fight with Wilder, Ken, that right hand. Yeah. The wave of fat that rolled down his back. Oh, it's still jiggling. Yeah. That was a fucking bomb. Dillian White does not possess that power. No. He's not going to do that. So I, how's this going to be? How does he have a chance here? He's going to outbox Fury? Yeah. Is that what he's going to do? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> that's what he normally does to everybody. Yeah. That's his style. A jab and punch output, and he just gets on his toes. and yep. Yeah. No, he spends more time breathing. You know, he, mm-hmm. he really does. He, he spends more time gasping for air. Um, He's, I, he's probably going to come in big because Fury's going to be big. I mean, it's... I, I don't think White gives a fuck. You know what I mean? Like, I really don't. I Look... Everybody was like, oh, well, this is can't miss on the on the fight promotion train. Like, this is going to be can't is it, miss. Is it? Well, the, one of them didn't even fucking show up. So so what happened to this epic promotion? And now, you know, like Tyson Fury's trying to act like this, like, you know, like he's the bigger man above the fray. And like, it's like, dude, get over yourself, man. Get over yourself. If you are better than Dillian White, that does not make you an all-time great. It just means you're better than Dillian White. It yeah. just it just means you're better than Deontay Wilder, and then all of the little tiny cruiserweights that you fought prior to that. <laughs> you know, it, look, man, blows my mind. It, I'm I'm not going to believe this because Dillian White didn't fucking even show up for the press conference. If this gets to the ring, I will be absolutely shocked. I'll be shocked. I will get to the ring because Dillian White at the end of the day is just being a fucking baby. Getting I don't know, it was like eight and a half million for this fight or yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. By far the biggest payday of his career. Somehow this motherfucker thinks he's worth more than eight and a half million. I don't know. Like it's, it's, these these fighters, when this happens, I just don't, I don't understand. It's like, guy, then don't take the fight and go fight somebody for two fucking million dollars. Yeah. You want to do that? Or do you want to take four times what you got? No, it needs to be 4.75 times or 5.25. Like, take I need, your eight million and retire. Dude. This is your chance. This yeah. is what this motherfucker has been whining about for two years. Gets his largest payday, and he can't be fucking can't be arsed to show up at the goddamn fucking press conference. He can't. He can't be bothered. Again, nah, not gonna do it. Biggest fight of my life. I'm just gonna play games. <laughs> it's like, dude. <okay. laughs> Look, I just this this guy. Both of these guys are jokes, man. I, I really. Uh, this is going to be a big, fat, sloppy, like e- an even worse version. 
and 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 Wilder Fury three was a fun fight, but a sloppier version of that is is going to be this. I'm I'm kind of looking forward to laughing actually while watching it. Oh, dude, it's gonna look like fucking orcas like trying to high five each other. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> they're just their fucking just bellies are just gonna smack into each other. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be a mess, but I'm gonna like oh, yeah. yeah shit. It'll be enjoyable. It will be. Uh, <laughs> it will be. All right, Ben. Well, that's 32 minutes. So. Do we have anything else to talk about? I mean, I'm sure some people are fighting next week. Uh, yeah, Mick Conlon and Lee Wood, Ken. Mick Conlon and Lee Wood. All right, so here's the new argument for why Mick Conlon's going to win. It's because Lee Wood is 33 years old. Is that the new argument? That's the new argument because he's almost, what, fucking 10 years older than Mick Conlon? Well, I guess Mick Conlon's been a, He's on his, what, fourth fight as a prospect? <laughs> it's been, what, four or five years, uh, you know? I have a question. In the UK, does Mick Conlon still dress up like a leprechaun? Um, since the fight's not happening in the US, do they are, do, do they make him do that like when he's at home? I don't, I, don't that... think, I don't think the bit carries over, no. No? No, I don't think it does. Well, then I have no reason to turn tune in. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was there for that bit, that, that fucking... Uh, yeah. You know? I'm certainly not there for the uh, fighting, that's for sure. Look, Conlon is just a sloppy fighter. You know, he doesn't... He doesn't protect himself very well. Uh, he doesn't have any power. Uh, Lee Wood is an older fighter, but Lee Wood could at least crack a little bit. Yeah. Right? How is it that Mick Conlon is a fucking three-to-one favorite in this fight? I don't understand. Well, because, I mean, who's supposed to win, Ken? I don't know. I, I feel like <laughs> Mick Conlon's just been this fucking, this little sideshow novelty act. Uh, I, I didn't think it was I serious. Yeah, I can't imagine that top rank has cashed in on the Mick Conlon uh, signing. To me, he's Nico Ali Walsh. He's... Yeah, he's almost... Um, except, you know, at least Conlon's got a cool fucking outfit. You know? <laughs> I keep seeing that video of Nico Ali Walsh doing that doing that fake-ass Ali shuffle. <laughs> Poor guy. What are you doing, man? Stop it. Stop doing that. Now. Whatever, man. <laughs> you know? But seriously, I can't take Mick Conlon seriously. I, I, You know, I really can't. If he wins, it'll be because, like you said, he's supposed to win... And they'll just give it to him on the cards, I, you know. It, unless Lee Wood stops him, that's what I'm rooting for. I, I don't think that's going to happen, but I, I would love to see Lee Wood win the fight. But Mick Conlon's probably going to outwork him in a, in, you know, in a not that great fight, not that I, uh, not that pleasing to the eye of a fight. No, no, it'll be ugly. Um, which is why we only spend about two and a half minutes talking about it, <laughs> right? Um, but. Next week is a little slow. We'll try to fucking piece together, uh, you know, some semblance of an episode for you. Yeah, yeah. And uh, being back in studio makes it more convenient. So we'll be bringing you some more smut, probably longer episodes. It won't be so rushed. Yeah, we'll piece together an episode, uh, yeah. you know, for 346. But then after that, the spring schedule heats up. A lot of big fights coming up. A lot of fights with consequences. Hopefully that lead to other ones. Um, you know, really... Hoping to hear what's going to go on with fucking George Cambosis sometime soon. At some point, I mean the uh, the date is on the list on ESPN for uh, June fifth. So, all right, we'll be there. <laughs> we'll be there with bells on. <laughs> Can't wait for that one. Um, yeah, all parties would have you think that they've won this George Cambosis belt giveaway, as as everybody's kind of assuming is what it'll be. Mm-hmm. Um, if he ever faces Devin Haney or Lomachenko again, Lomachenko is tied up with something a little more important right now. 
But, uh, yeah, you know, that's the fight I'd like to see. If it's Devin Haney, that's fine, too. Uh, but get on with your fucking life. How about that? Yeah, yeah. I, well, I have noticed that the, uh, the aggressive uh, social media approach has been calm down a little bit for Good. the Australian. That's because he fucking sweats our show and we told him to pipe down. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, that's what I like to think. Yeah. I mean, they they say we're influencers, right? Of course. Yeah. That's the kind of influence we have. <laughs> <laughs> Ray's probably like, fucking mute those fuckers. Yeah, that's why we don't see anything from him. I'll fucking knock those two pussies out. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, but announce your fucking fight already, all right? Seriously. I'm tired of hearing fucking Ludabella and Eddie Hearn fucking chirp. Oh, my God. Last night, Eddie and Devin, they, they're, you know, denying the fact that DAZN doesn't want the fight for Devin. Like, no, it's not DAZN that doesn't want the fight for Devin. Yeah, it was, here, here, let us hold court. You know, that's what it was like. <laughs> and everybody just eats that shit up, I know, dude. I know. Uh, hey, man, but fucking Silver Tongue Devil, Sir, oh. Sir Edward of Hearn. He'll do it to you. He'll lick your butt crack. <laughs> <laughs> that Silver Tongue... As it does magical things to one's butt crack. Let me tell you. <laughs> does it now? <laughs> yeah. I didn't see Devin Sr. there. Was he there? I didn't see him. No, no, he was not. Oh. Very... Boss, the boss, actually. He runs the show, right? Haney Promotions? Uh, maybe he was uh, he's w- working in the TV satellite truck, you know? <laughs> He was he was helping supervise the uh, the infrastructure. Uh, of course, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Everywhere Devin Haney goes in the background, you hear fucking you hear air hammers and fucking reverse beeps. <laughs> Sounds like a construction site. It's like <laughs> Haney Promotions is back here building the event. What event? It's just everywhere we go. It's an event, bro. <laughs> That is fucking perfect. That is exactly what they are. That's what I fucking imagine anyways. <laughs> like my my baby Jesus wearing a tuxedo t-shirt. Oh, man. All right, let's get out of here, Ben. Let's do it. All right, we appreciate all of you tuning in to episode 345 of the Boxing Rant Podcast. We'll be back next week. We appreciate all of you that have rated and reviewed the show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can find the podcast anywhere audio shows are available. The video version of the show is available on the Boxing Rant YouTube channel. Subscribe today and check out the video version of the show. Drop by patreon.com backslash boxing rant to support the show and all of our hardcore boxing endeavors. It's really, truly a noble thing to do. Um, no, we're just tired of paying for it ourselves. So. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we can't afford to keep upgrading all of our technology here unless you give us your money. You, you see this paint back here, right? That's, that shit's expensive. Yeah. So. I mean, fuck, again, when you get that eggshell, young, you got to pay for it. You got, as Snoop said, you got to pay the cost to be the boss. Indeed. So we appreciate that paint. <laughs> we're going <laughs> we to need you to up the donations so we can get some spackle to fill some of these nail holes <laughs> so we can put the second coat on. <laughs> Oh, shit. Um, follow us on social media um, at The Boxing Rant and follow us on Twitter at Vince Cummings 81 and at Kenny Keith Jr. We appreciate all of you tuning in to The Boxing Rant Podcast. But I'm the best ever. My style is impetuous. There's no one that can match me. I'm the most brutal and vicious and most ruthless champion there's ever been. My defense is impregnable. Anybody can get it.